peace of our Lord be with you. Whenever I am weak, then I am strong. Those familiar old words from today's epistle lesson never fail to call to mind for me Ernest Hemingway's unforgettable sentence, the world breaks everyone, and afterward, many are strong at the broken places, which certainly seems to have been the case for Paul, who said in this morning's epistle passage that he was stronger with his painful thorn in the flesh than ever he would have been without it. Which is so often true, not always, and not for all who suffer and struggle, but certainly for many. Think, for example, of Frederick Beekner his life forever changed by the sadness of his father's suicide, but a sadness from which Beekner has given so many, so much light by which to live. Or think of Anne Lamott, who through her own battles with brokenness has given so many weary souls so many words of grace. And Parker Palmer, whose most healing words have risen from his most crippling despair. And Henry Nowen, who from the depth of self-loathing and self-doubt has given the rest of us so much hope and peace. And of course, Mother Teresa, whose unparalleled empathy rose from a depression so relentless that she once said to a friend, if I make it into heaven and they let me say only one sentence to Jesus, I have already rehearsed what I am going to say. Jesus, all my life, I loved you in the darkness. Fred Bigner, Anne Lamott, Parker Palmer, Henry Nowen, Mother Teresa, all like Paul, strong at the broken places, their best light rising from their worst pain which is also true for many of us, too. Our strongest kindness, shaped by our hardest struggles, our most generous and understanding empathy rising from our most difficult grief, our deepest pain, the source of our brightest light, 
not because God sent the pain to us. No, no, a thousand times no. Not because God sent the pain to us, but because God used the pain for us. Our deepest pain, the source of our greatest insights. And then, on the other hand, sometimes it is the other way around. Just as our deepest pain can be the source of our deepest insight, it is also true that our deepest insight can lead to our deepest pain. When I was a seminary student, for example, in my mid-twenties, discovering for the first time in my life the truth that the Bible, inspired and inspiring, challenging and comforting as it is, was never intended to be God's inerrant, infallible, literal last word, plunged me into an uncertainty so deep that even to this day, nearly 40 years later, I still can only describe it as emotional paralysis. Not because what I had discovered wasn't true, but to the contrary, because it was so obviously inarguably true and so very different from what I had always thought and been taught. And that was just the beginning for me of a lifetime of spiritual growing pain as a life of prayerfully walking in the Holy Spirit revealed to me more and more light that I simply had never seen. Barbara Brown Taylor once wrote, our lives are designed not to reinforce our beliefs, but to upset them. If that is true, then I am exhibit A. And the things that, that I did discover and was discovering and have discovered are truths that for many people are just basic and fundamental and simple. But because of where and how I grew up, for me, it was all new and radical and frightening. It made me alternately angry at whoever was telling me the truth and afraid of the truth they had shown me. Basic, fundamental truths such as that in the eyes of God, divorce does not disqualify anyone from anything in the church. Or the truth that God calls people to ministry without regard for whether they happen to have been born male or female. 
or the truth that homosexuality is a human difference, not a spiritual sin, or the truth that the God who created the universe 13 billion years ago cannot be fully captured, corralled, or comprehended in any one religion, including my own. Each new revelation becoming for me what Paul's revelations in today's epistle passage were for him. Not only another source of light, but also another source of pain. To borrow Mary Oliver's image, the pain of discovering that you have been walking upstream against the current while the world of your origin has been walking downstream with the current. The poet W.H. Auden once said, we would rather die in our dread than climb the cross of the moment and let our illusions die. Which is actually something I understand. I completely understand why people would sometimes rather go to their grave with less truth than go through their life with more truth. I get it. Because following new light on old truth and letting our most long-held assumptions die can indeed feel, if not like climbing a cross, at least like wearing a thorn. I think sometimes about so many of my friends who are preachers and pastors who will sometimes say, after I retire, I'm going to say what I really know is true. I understand that. But, you know, if you love and believe in the church of Jesus Christ as much as I do, that's not really an option. Because what does that mean? That means that, oh, you have to look outside the church of Jesus Christ to find the clearest, truest theology. I understand it. Believe me, I understand it. But, no, if it's the truest truth your eyes have glimpsed, seems to me the church of Jesus Christ is absolutely the first place on the planet, not the last place on the planet. we should all expect to be able to sit with however much of the truth we can bear to see and sit with. It's so much like what happened to Paul in today's epistle lesson. <laughs> A painful, 
new thorn in the flesh, the price of admission to whatever those new revelations were which Paul saw on his journey to paradise. New light bringing new pain, just as surely as new pain brings new light. None of the pain sent to us from God, but all of it used for us by God to help make us deeper, kinder, stronger, more simple, uncluttered, clear and true followers of Jesus and children of God. I saw a t-shirt one time in an airport gift shop that said, pain, the gift nobody wants. And isn't it both? A gift and one none of us wants. But as you will recall, whenever and wherever you were baptized, somebody asked you, do you now choose to openly confess Jesus as the Lord of your life? And you said, I do. Or they'd have called off the baptism. And we cannot follow someone who is headed to a cross without getting in some pain any more than we can follow someone who's headed to the Dairy Queen without getting in a blizzard. <laughs> Amen. our Lord's Church during this time of response.